Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. Well, anyways, we are finally here, guys. It's Youth Sunday. We've made it. All right. Few people excited. None of the youth excited. I know you gave it all while you're worshiping. One more time. We're here. It's Elevate Youth Sunday. Awesome, awesome. And you might be wondering, like, man, I had, like, a lot of kids come to me talking about, JR, when are we going to come back to Thursdays? I've been missing Thursdays. I just need to get through my week. Man, when are we going to come back to Thursdays? I'm like, look, calm down, calm down. We're taking a break from a reason. And if you're wondering where we've been since February, March, we took a break because we had been through a lot as a ministry. Um, we had came to a point where we had some people in our leadership that, you know, decided to move, and they felt led to move uh, else, otherwhere other places, excuse me, let me calm my nerves, move to other places, and, and, you know, God bless them, we pray for them, we love them, they're our friends, they're our family, but while we were here at home, we were here without a leader, we were here without a head, and so we didn't have a direction, we were a bunch of 20-something-year-olds and a a teenager trying to start this youth ministry, leading kids to Jesus, and all we knew was, all right, guys, let's play some games, and we'll pray out, we'll go home, and where we had our hearts for God, we just didn't quite know how to get there. So it was in our, our pastors and our, our leaders' hearts to say, look, we're going to take a step back to move forward. Like, all right, cool, cool. And at first I'm like, man, I like, you know, I just started getting more and more involved with the team. I'm like, man, this sucks. The kids are going to be sad, but I think they'll understand. So we went by and we had been doing a lot of leadership training and building ourselves up and learning how to speak and, and learning how to minister so that our goal isn't just to come together on Thursdays, but our goal is to be towards Jesus Christ. And you see, with a lot of things in church, we have a lot of different goals. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's fine. We, we have goals in church, and, like, we think that if we, we come and sit on a Sunday that everything is good. Like, I touched the pew. I'm good for the week. I'll be back on Sunday. See you later. But it's more than that. And... I just, let's, 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 get, let's get to our word real quick. Can you turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, verses 12. We're going to start at verse 12. You turn on or turn with me, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. If you don't have your Bible, technology is up on the board. Amen. So it reads, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Say press on. Press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, say one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press, say I press, towards the goal, say goal, for the prize, say prize, for the upward, say upward, call of God in Christ Jesus, amen. If you're taking notes today and it's not obvious already, you see the merch, you see the hats, the title of today's message is Going Up. Say going up. Going up. Going up. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity to bring your word. I pray that there's no anxiousness, God, that there's no fear of that. The word that you wanted to convey today lays in everybody's hearts. Lord, and I pray that the word is is complex enough, God, to apply to all of our lives, but simple enough for us to understand. And I pray that you get us through this three-hour message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You said amen, three hours. Y'all ain't paying attention. Y'all ain't paying attention. 
like, dang it, we said amen. We already signed the verbal agreement. No, it's not like that. But how many people have goals in here? We all have goals, right? No matter what your life may be, you may be a student. We, a lot of people just started school this week. Nobody's excited. A lot of people started school this week, and, you know, if you want to be a student, what you do is you, you do your homework. You do all of your homework. You study for tests. You do your best on your tests, hopefully to go to college and then start a career. And maybe you already have your career. Maybe you're grown. Maybe you're a parent. Maybe uh, uh, you want to start a business. How many people were at the building business a couple weeks ago? Few of us, few of us, but maybe you want to start a business and you want to have a, a, a five-year plan and a ten-year plan, hopefully, to, to make some money. Can, I, can we be honest in here? Or are we too saved? Um, and we have a business, and maybe you want to be a professional athlete and you love sports, and maybe somebody like Noah that bowls 300s, and maybe he wants to go to school, and what he does, he, he works on his craft. He gets everything right, so every time he rolls it down the lane, he gets that 300, then he gets a scholarship, and then he goes pro. We all have goals, right? We all have goals. I'm speaking that over you. But why when it comes to church, things tend to be a little different? You know, we, we kind of come here like, are we doing this for Jesus? But some of us just want to make it to a Sunday service and not go any further than that. We come here just for a concert and hear somebody yell at us for two hours each Sunday. It's more than that. Amen. So, so, so how many people in here are, are perfect, like you got it all together? That's one of the common misconceptions about church is you have to be perfect before you come in the doors. Like I don't get that. Like we think that we have to have it all together and make sure everything is good, make sure everything's right. So how many perfect people do we have in here? I just want to check. Don't raise your hand. You know you ain't perfect. But the, the type of perfect that I'm talking about is like, you know, those type of people that wake up on a Sunday morning, everything's right, and you, you smile and your teeth are white, bright, and shining in the light. And everything's good. And all my married folks, you know, uh, for the ladies, you know, your husband didn't use all the hot water in the shower this morning. And, and for all the, uh, the husbands, you know, your wife didn't change her clothes nine and three-quarter times before coming to service. I don't know that by experience. I just heard that from somewhere. But um, we have these goals that we got to get to. And, like, maybe you're, you're you know, you're so perfect that... You, you, you had a tank full of gas this morning. Not everybody has a tank full of gas, right? That's the perfect scenario, baby. Tank full of Chevron, boy. Car's running right. You woke up this morning, your tank was full. Matter of fact, no, 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 no. You're so perfect, you didn't even have to use your car. You floated here on a cloud, and you were placed perfectly in your seat to be here at church this morning just like, thank you, Jesus. But that didn't, you know, those things obviously didn't happen, right? You know, you might have full tank of gas or whatever. But that didn't stop you from at least coming to church, right? Why is it when, when the people that are seasoned saints, the people that don't even know what season mean, there's really this type of misconception floating around, inhibiting our focus on what we really want to get to. And, ooh-wee. Get on down, get on down. Ooh. Anyways, I'm moving on. Um, Random. Thank you. As we move on, so Paul, right? Let's get to Paul. Let's get to Paul. It's all good. It's all good. We're flowing. We're flowing. Let's get back to the scripture. Can I read it again for you guys one time? Get the scripture back up there, Noah. Bang. Cool. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to things which are ahead. 
I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus, excuse me. Now, if you know anything about Paul, you know he was like the model Christian in his time. Like he was setting up churches. As a matter of fact, the church that he was speaking to was the first church in Europe. Fun fact of the day. Um, the church he was speaking to was in Europe. So this church like really looked up to him and everything. And Paul was sharing with him that he has this goal. Like I haven't been there yet. I'm not perfect, but I'm still pressing toward this goal. And although that my location doesn't look like my destination, I'm still pressing. And what I hope for tomorrow doesn't match for, doesn't look like today, but I still press on. You know, regardless of the circumstances of our goals, we cannot let that stop us from getting to our goal. And I'm not just talking, every time you hear circumstance in church, you think like, oh, he's going through a divorce or he's addicted to drugs. That's not always the case. Maybe you're at a mountaintop experience right now in your life. You got a new job. Everything is going good. But you cannot rely on your circumstance and what's going around you to depend on what God is going to do in your life. See, a lot of times we, 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 we're with God in the low moments when everything is going bad. And, and, and like, God, just please help me. Just get me out of this situation. This is one last time. And I promise I'll go to church. I'll serve. I'll do everything that I need to do. And then God's helping us. He's like, all right, all right, take your first step. And you're taking your first step. And you're taking your second step. And you make it to the mountaintop. You're like, all right, Jesus, cool. Thanks for getting me up here. I see everything else. I'm good. Anybody's done that? But we can't allow that just because things are going good just because things are going bad, to, 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 to disconnect our focus to Jesus Christ. There's a, term, there's a term that Paul uses that I want us to look closely at. The term is I press on. And you know, you, you hear that and you're encouraged. like, okay, I press on towards my goal. Cool, cool. But the, the definition in the original language is, is, is much more complex than it seems on the surface. See, in the definition that I, I, I researched and read up on was, to run swiftly in order to catch a person or thing or to run after, right? To press on figuratively of one who is in a race that runs swiftly to reach the goal. And this last definition kind of caught me kind of weird because I was like, well, that, that doesn't match up. The, the, the last definition that came up was to persecute. How do you go from pressing towards a goal to persecution? But if you know anything about Paul and read anything in the book of Acts, it's that Paul wasn't always in pursuit after Christ, at least as not as he describes in Philippians. He didn't have it all together. Paul also wasn't always Paul. Paul was Saul. Turn with me real quick to Acts chapter 22, verse 4. I'm going to show you guys something real quick. Paul is telling his story. He's on trial for something really that he didn't do, but he had a bunch of haters. Don't y'all hate them haters? Anyways, Acts chapter 22, verse 4. Cool, we're up on the board. And it reads, I persecuted this way to the death. Now, the way was the original church, the first church, the first people that followed Christ. Binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest bears me witness, and all the counsel of, of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now it had happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon. Suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, who are you, Lord? And he said to, he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. 
It's the same intensity. I want you guys to notice it's the same intensity but different directions. The same intensity but different directions. What was the difference in his passion? You think it was like the time maybe or maybe it was the setting like, okay, he was in Philippi in this time and he was in Damascus in the other. So maybe he was just acting different depending upon where he was. And we're kind of want to, you want to question like what caused Saul at the time, caused Saul to go from persecuting Christians to pursuing Jesus' call. That change from persecution to pursuing Christ was his encounter with Jesus Christ. It was his encounter with Jesus Christ. And I want you guys to notice something, too, that Paul had that same type of tenacity to drive towards his goal, regardless of where the direction was, whether it was upward towards Christ or towards Christians to persecute them. And I, go, I say that because God created you with a purpose, and you weren't made by accident, no matter what people tell you. He created you with that love. He created you with that passion. He created you with that drive to go, to go towards things. And when we were divided from Christ in the original garden, when we were divided that we lost focus. We lost our direction. All it takes is that encounter with Jesus Christ, amen? The aftermath of Paul encountering Christ was Paul's mind, Paul's motives, and Paul's ministry was focused on Christ. And he began to connect to what Christ was in everything that he had learned because in, in those times, uh, the Jewish people, they had these different teachers and these different rabbis that would teach them the, the, the law and basically what the culture was all about in, their, uh, in the Jewish culture, in Hebrew culture. So Paul was raised up to be smart. He's raised up to be intelligent. He, he had dual citizenship. He was a, uh, had Roman citizenship, and he was uh, seen as a Jew. But when he met Christ, he made those connections like, this is the Messiah that the word was talking about. How could I have missed this? So he, he says later in the verse that I may hold of which, that, for which Christ had laid hold of me. Paul is speaking in the text of one day getting what God has already done. It's the inheritance that Christ lived and died for and conquered death for. That he went away to prepare a place for all of us with his tremendous love for us. That we didn't come here by chance. That we didn't come here to this very moment by mere coincidence. It is by God's love and his precision that we made it here. I, I, I'm, I'm a true believer that I really don't believe in coincidence. Like, oh, funny to meet you here. What are you doing here at my job? You don't know where God has placed you to be. You got, you got a lot of people. You got a lot of people that complain about their jobs. And I can be 100. Hopefully this doesn't make Facebook. But I'm one of them. I've complained about my job, if I can be honest with you. But you don't know how many opportunities I've had to pray for my coworkers. The people that are like, man, you know what? I used to go to church as a kid, and they're like 40 and 50 years old. I'm the young one there. He's like, but thank you. You know, thank you for praying for me. My, my mom had died, and, and I just didn't know what else to do. Thank you for praying. I feel so much better. I, I Thank you. And planting those seeds may lead to something later on. Let's talk about precision, because a lot of times we think that as soon as we pray for somebody that they're going to get saved, and that's not always the case. you got to be obedient in what you got to move in. You might, be, you might be the one that plants the seed, and somebody might come behind you and water the seed. But it's God that causes the increase in that seed. You don't have the power of salvation. God has the power of salvation. Amen? A, m -m 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 man. 
Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. He repeats himself, look, I'm not perfect. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching towards the things which are ahead. This is one of my favorite verses. This is one of my favorite verses. You can't be in pursuit focusing on something that is behind you. How many Olympic athletes do you know that go looking behind them when they're running the race and Usain Bolt doesn't count? I had a feeling somebody was going to say that. Usain Bolt doesn't count. He's an anomaly. doesn't count. But how many NASCAR racers? I don't even watch NASCAR. You can tell how in involved I was in this. I don't watch NASCAR. How many NASCAR racers are winning luckily, looking directly behind them? There's none. Because they have to stay focused. Stay locked in. Stay consistently moving and focused on the goal that is ahead of them. It is physically impossible. Did you guys know this? It is physically impossible for a NASCAR racer to turn his head and look the other way. It's physically impossible. With all his gear in the car, the way the car is set up, he can't turn around. Like, he, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. Like, I had to watch YouTube videos and everything. Like, he sits in there and he has, like, this big old helmet. And the way his seat is, it's like his carbon fiber seat. And they're like these, almost like these blinders that guard and protect his head while he's staying forward. So he literally cannot move his head 30 degrees either way. Only way he can look behind him is by glancing at the rearview mirror. So have you guys ever noticed that before? When you're driving, like when you came to church here today, that the windshield is this big and the rearview mirror is this big? <laughs> The seat secures him in place to look forward, to stay focused ahead of him, only to take a glance at what's behind him to dwell on. But how many of us are focused on our past, that we are hung up on what we used to be, hung up on what we used to have, hung up by, by offenses, hung up by unforgiveness, only to be suspended in time like a statue? So you're stuck, not making any progress, not growing. You're stagnant. Because you're, 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 you know what happened behind you, so that's something that you can cling to. Looking behind you doesn't require any faith. When you have something that's going on behind you, it's like, look, that's why a lot of people relapse and go back to what they know because I can be comfortable with this. I can be fine with this because I know what's going to happen. I can control the situation and everything will be okay. Not realizing that their goal, what they were made for, is ahead of them. We look to our past because it's familiar, because of what it, it makes us comfortable, because we know how to handle it. Something that we've already been through. Hindsight is 2020. And like I had said before, it doesn't require any faith for you to look backwards. It requires faith for you to move forwards. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For ye are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. If you don't know this today, God or Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. When you're moving forward and you're unsure of yourself, not knowing what's going to happen, he's already set the path before you. You have to trust in the process. You have to have faith in Jesus Christ. And in order, only, the only way to have faith in Christ is by giving him a chance. Many of us come into church and discount the church because we didn't give 
Christ a real chance to come into our lives. See, a lot of times, like I said before, we have this misconception that if we just make it here, and it's good. Don't get me wrong. Please keep coming to church. I'm not telling you to come to church. If y'all start doing the home ministries, I'm going to call you on Instagram. I'm that type of guy. Anyways, but please do come to church. Please do. Because it's by being around the people of God that you get stronger. We're not meant to do this alone. Amen. Speaking of goals and speaking of races, I have never, pre-marriage, I have never been more proud of Erica Lynn Butcher, or actually back then it was Bossett, when I seen her running in the Vallejo Relays in 2011. The 100-meter runner. Oh, yeah, she was flying. And, and it was just the focus that I saw on her face. It was funny because we were at the Vallejo Relays, and we, you know, we were both in school in Solano County. And it was in between one of my heats. So I'm like, okay, you know, we were just kind of friends then. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch her. And my sister was in that heat too. So I'm like, okay, let's see what she got. She gets down. And I've never seen her this focused before. Like when she's, she's focused. So she gets down. Pah! Takes off. The focus that was on her face is the focus that we need to have for Jesus Christ. Erica wasn't looking left. Erica wasn't looking right. She was looking forward towards her goal. And I, I, if I remember correctly, I gave my sister a hard time for losing. Anyways, let's get back to pressing towards the goal. I am pursuing the goal like an athlete in a race to obtain the prize in the end. For the, pri for the prize of the upward called God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say upward. Somebody say going up. We missed all our cues today, didn't we? It's all good. Let the spirit move. Call meaning that it was an invitation from Jesus. It was an invitation from Jesus. Even before we were here, it was an invitation for us to come to him. Call means the invitation had already been given before Paul had ever even wanted to be invited. You notice the opportunity when he had the encounter of Christ, right? His call was an upward call. It's the very invitation that Christ lived and died and conquered death for, that he went away to prepare a place for, and all his tremendous love for us. Man, man. Look, man, I, I, I say all that to say, man, and I, I'm, I'm coming to a close. If I can get Isabella or Danny, that's fine. You know, through all this preparation and everything, I'm just going to speak from my heart. Through all this preparation, my heart, I look at some of our youth, and I, and I think back to when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, and I, I realized where I was. And I was in church. I, like my dad said, I was a PK, but I didn't have a real relationship like I do now. And one of the things that I want for being a crew leader in this ministry is for them to encounter Christ for themselves. You know, we're, we're not going to come and get together just to force it on them, but I'm always going to offer them the opportunity to encounter Jesus Christ for themselves. You know, my question for you today is, what are you pursuing? Where do you have your goals set? If you came just to make it to church on a Sunday, you're aiming too low. If you just came to hear an awesome worship team play the best Jesus music you've ever heard, you're aiming too low. 
if your goal was even to come to church because it was Elevate You Sunday, you're aiming too low. Well, all those things are good and great. If your goal isn't set towards the invitation God has for you, then it's all for nothing. Even in the things that you don't think have to do with God, they all are meant to direct us back to Jesus. You know, I had talked about being a student, talked about being a business owner, and talked about being a professional athlete. But if that's directing you off the path, it's not for you. You see, God wants to be with you through every step. We're not supposed to rely on our own understanding, but to put our understanding in him. Put our faith in him. Understanding that he has the best for us. Our goal needs to be set upward towards pressing towards Christ Jesus. And you know today, I'm, I'm not telling you, and I'm going to offer the opportunity, but I understand it's a sacrifice in order to live this lifestyle, in order to pursue Jesus. And I'm not going to tell you you have nothing to lose. Like, you have nothing to lose, come to Jesus. That's not what I'm going to tell you. You have everything to lose. You have everything to lose. But Christ said, if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.